It's time for Green and Gold Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Well, typically on Thursdays, we check in with Ben Brust, KBN 2 to 5 ESPN Milwaukee. Check him out every afternoon. Ben is taking some time off around the holidays, so happy to be joined in studio by former Carolina Panthers punter. He punted in a Super Bowl. He played high school ball at Brookfield Central, also part of KBN on 94.5 ESPN. It's Brad Nortman. Hey, Brad. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, first of all, how did Christmas go? I, I know you had a big, elaborate Christmas tree. That there was a lot of fake yeah. versus real discussion. Why Christmas trees are so expensive discussion on your program. Uh, did you settle that all properly? We did. We ended up going with a, a $50 tree that we bought off of Facebook Marketplace. And, <laughs> and look, it, it took a lot of TLC to get it up and running. My wife did a great job with it. But I'm not going to lie. We assembled it together, and it was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a $50 tree. So you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we got through this year, and um, that's what the whole plan was. Let's okay, get so this year. was it a one-year thing, you think? Well, the thing is, we would like to do a real tree if possible. We just did a big renovation, though. There's no real logical place to put the tree, and the only place that really makes sense is in a new carpeted area. Mm. And we're like, oh, we don't want to mess with sap and needles and water. So that's why we thought, let's do a fake tree. We wanted to leave the door open for a real tree in the future. So we needed a one-year stopgap and maybe something we keep on going. So you know what? We felt like it was the right decision this year, even even though the the version one, the first iteration of this tree, before we you know pruned it and you know fluffed the tree and put it on, it was a rough looking Charlie Brown tree. Oh, pruning a fake tree. <laughs> yeah. All right, there we go. Christmas tips with Brad Nortman. Hey, you played in the NFL for a number of years. I'm always interested watching games that are on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. How disruptive is that? Is that a badge of honor to play on those days? Is it annoying? Does it get in the way? That's a great question. You know, I've I've played on New Year's Eve. I've played on New Year's uh, Day. Uh, I played on Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You know, it, it doesn't feel disruptive. The, the, you're so focused and you're so set in your regiment and your schedule that you're aware that holidays are going on, but your personal life is just so flexible. You just say, you know what, we're just going to celebrate Christmas when we can. And it just feels like the season rhythm continues and then the external just changes, right? So playing on Christmas Eve or, or New Year's or Halloween or whatever it was, I played on Thanksgiving. So all these different times to play, if anything, it changes the monotony a little bit. It mm. feels like a, a bit, just something special, something different, something to get up for because the season is long and it feels like, like you use the term a badge of honor and I would say that's true. And when you can play on those holidays, you know more eyeballs are on the television, you bring your A game a little bit more. So I always found it to be enjoyable. I looked forward to playing on holidays. I want to ask you about the Jair Alexander situation. As a former player, I don't know if you've ever had a teammate whose behavior seemed a little erratic or off. I'm, I'm guessing you have. You don't have to name names, but if you'd like to, you can. Okay. How is it met in the locker room when a guy seems to sort of be off doing his own thing, calling his own shots? You're not sure if he's hurt. Is he ready to play? Is he engaged and interested? It's a very weird situation in Green Bay that has cost Jair Alexander about $100,000 in one game. He's been suspended for kind of making himself captain of the Packers' last game against the Carolina Panthers, your former team. 
what is this like? What is the dynamic dynamic like in the locker room? So I've only had one experience with a teammate being actually suspended, and that was Greg Hardy. He was a defensive end, and those were completely different situations, right? He was alleged um, to have physically violated his girlfriend and things like that. So things that were cut and dry, easy, got to suspend this guy until we know more details, and it ended up being suspended for quite a while, and it actually ended up ruining his NFL career. He was also a little bit off, um, so that was a similar thing where a lot has led up to that, and that was a very uh, shocking climax of, okay, we need to spend this guy. Um, I had other guys in the locker room that maybe were a little bit different, a little bit, you know, march to the beat of their own drum, uh, not afraid to disrupt status quo and be vocal. But it was always within the bounds of reason, right? And something that, that Jair did with a coin toss fell outside of the bounds of reason, in my opinion. Some of the things that his antics of wearing the championship belt and being vocal, you just you just take those with elite players. Uh, I played with guys that were also elite in their position. Jalen Ramsey showed up to training camp uh, in a Brinks truck as a message to the ownership saying, pay me. <laughs> so, I mean, that that is, again, that's sort of... It doesn't take away from the team. It doesn't affect our wins and losses. It was day one of training camp. And oh, yeah, by the way, he just went out and practiced and balled out and and ended up getting that extension. So I've seen it a bunch of times as a player in the locker room. It's light. It's fun. It's easy as long as it stays within bounds of reason. If it starts to go outside of that, if it starts to become a distraction, teammates can really start to get their distance, really back away, roll their eyes. There are, there are ways that that can be divisive. It's hard to tell exactly what is that line in the sand, but I feel like you know it when you see it. This was one of those for Jair. Well, they've played so many games without him. It's hard to say, well, they're better without him, but do they need him to win the last two games of this season to be a playoff team? Well, what they need is they, they need the pre shoulder injury 2021 Jair back. I mean, he was a different player when he was an annual All-Pro before that shoulder injury. Since then, it's been a little bit more hit and miss, and he hasn't quite been the same player. Now, if he could be that guy again, boy, you'd sure love somebody that could go one-on-one with Justin Jefferson. But he hasn't played that well. He didn't play well at all in Charlotte. He was the worst pro football focus grade of any starter for the Packers. So he was actually a detriment to the team last week. So they've played so much without him. They've played some great games on defense without uh, Jair Alexander. So it's not necessary, but it's going to be much more of a team focus. You you need a team approach to shut down Justin Jefferson. I don't care who the quarterback is. You got any New Year's plans? What are you doing? How are you, you celebrating? Know, you know, I am hosting... Green Bay game day, uh, the pregame for uh, the Packer game. So that's going to be 4 to 7.15 before the Packers take on the Vikings. And then I'm just going to go home, chill, watch the Packer game, my wife and I. Uh, when the game's over, maybe watch a movie. We'll probably have some drinks. We'll probably stay up till 12.02. Say, <laughs> say we did it and went to bed. So nothing, nothing too crazy. I've had plenty of uh, lots of fun New Year's in the past. A year like this just feels like a quiet, easy, restful way to go to enjoy. Love it. KBN is the show. It's Brad Nortman joining Kyle Wallace and Ben Bruss. Two to five every day. We'll let you get back to your show, Brad. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot for having me.